Uh, Good day and welcome to the show. My name is Scott Gibbons. This show is called On the Road. What's it all about? Well, it's all about seeing Australia with your RV, your caravan, your camper trailer, your motorhome, a tent, whatever you've got. As long as you're out there doing it, then that's fabulous. Oh, yeah. And it's Australia Day weekend. Australia Day weekend. You can't think. I I can't anyway. I can't think of anywhere else in the world that I'd rather be than Australia. It's just the best and we are just so 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 lucky so this show uh, as you know we only play australian music but i've got some terrific australian songs for you just to tell you all about traveling and australia and all the good things so it's going to be a fun show if you're ready i'm ready strap yourself in because we're about to make it happen for you now what is happening well one of the things is a little bit of research says that the hour before sunset and the hour after sunrise are two of the worst times of the day if you're a driver because it says that you could increase your chances of a crash by about 20%. So what it means is you've, you've got to do certain things to look after yourself. And that might mean maybe having a pair of maybe Polaroid glasses. They reckon they are better for driving in the sunshine. Well, that could be could be one of those things. Uh, use your sun visors, of course, and maybe there's some add-on visors that might be helpful for you as well. Uh, it's not a silly thing to ask. If you're travelling with somebody, ask them to keep an eye open as well because that might give you four eyes rather than just two looking at the roads, and that could be a good thing. Make sure that you allow some extra distance between you and the car in front because when the sun is, is very bright, you can get blinded, and, and that could make... All the difference with your stopping time. So give yourself more chance to stop just in case there's a little you know, sun flare or anything like that's happening. Uh, keep up to date, of course, with your eye exams. I just had mine done. Uh, I just had a brother with a cataract. So, you know, those things can happen. Not a silly thing to go and get them checked out fairly regularly, at least annually, I'd reckon. So there's something for you. And the other thing to look out for is some of the, the 10 best gift ideas for caravans because we've just gone through Christmas but everybody has a birthday sometime during the year don't they and there might be something that you can give them for their RV because you're thinking these people have got everything but maybe with their RV they don't have all those things so alangrahams.com.au they put on a list of things one of them was unbreakable dishes and plates that's a clever thing isn't it now you can get them out of supermarkets and whatnot uh, and it means that that they, you don't get broken glasses anymore. There's no more problems like that, and that could be good. A portable induction cooker might be a good thing for you. I've, I've got one of those. I find it absolutely outstanding, but you do need your 240 volts, so you're not going to use it unless you've got a generator or unless you can plug into your 240 volt. A beaut, a beaut thing that you've got to consider getting is a first aid kit. So a first aid kit, if you haven't got a good first aid kit, with the snake bite knowledge, oh, you've got to do that. I think Survival is the company that uh, I, I met a little time ago. Survival, they're an Australian company and their kits are just phenomenal. And for snakes, they've got all the gear in there to help you and to keep you alive. So good thing. Well, give you a better chance of keeping you alive anyway. <laughs> Maybe a magazine subscription. Not everybody today wants to use their electronic devices. They just want to sit down relax and maybe read something where you've still got that that texture, that feel of the paper. So make a subscription, that might be good. 
a good lamp, a good torch, a good a camping chair might be terrific. Maybe a new set of barbecue tools. If you have a look at their barbecue tools and you see they're a little bit ratty and scratty, then you might be able to do something there for them or maybe something that they can use to to make their barbecue more enhanced. A car boot organiser is something that people talk about now. It's, it's, it's like a oh, car boot organiser. Just Google them because you, you'll find that uh, organising or being disorganised... <laughs> So these things will help you organise your stuff so that when you open up the boot or you open up the back of your vehicle or whatever it be, everything should be in its place. And one of the cheapest things you can buy is a fly swatter. You know, I've got one in my caravan. Yes, you've got your sprays and yes, you've got everything else and you've got your little electronic devices with the purple light that should kill things. But good old fly swatter, that's just a winner. And then you can get, if you want to play a little bit more of a game, you can get the battery-operated ones, you know, the, and, and as you hit the fly, it goes, and you <laughs> hear it, and you get all that sport and fun, if you will. Up to you, up to you, but nevertheless. So thanks for that. I think that's terrific. Now, are you ready for a song? I reckon we're going to get the Australia Day show. Not that this is Australia Day, but it's the Australia Day weekend show that we're going to do for you. Show 71, by the way, show number 71. This is a song you may not have heard. It's from Adam Bent, and it's called The New England Highway. So if, if you're a traveller and you've been onto the East Coast, then no doubt you've been up the New England Highway. I would imagine, I would imagine, but Adam Bent does a really beautiful job of this, so I think he wrote it too. So here we go, New England Highway, Adam Bent. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. We are on the road. Oh, isn't it good? And it looks like, it looks like some of the states might be just becoming a little bit easier to go and visit again. It's like Christmas all over again, isn't it? Hey, we, might be able, we might be allowed out again to go and play, go and stay, do all the things we want to do. But in the meantime, hey, here's Adam Bear. Good on you. On every beaten track From the sugar cane to the Nullarbor plain And I've been to Birkin back But there's nothing I like better Just before Australia Day Than heading down the New England Highway my boots on, got my hat on, got my old guitar and a new song. For a week I'll be where I belong, with the big stars, golden guitars, dream will be ours someday. Street, looking for a lucky break There's the choke man and the one man band And slim dusties in the cavalcade There's nothing I like better Just before Australia Day Than heading down the New England Highway Got my hat on, got my old guitar and a new song For a week I'll be where I belong With the 
Six stars, golden guitars, dream will be ours someday. Cruising the New England highway. Got my boots on, got my hat on, got my old guitar and a new song. For a week I'll be where I belong, with the big stars, golden guitars, dream will be ours someday. Cruising the New England with the big stars, golden guitars, dream will be Someday, cruising the New England Highway. We'll be cruising the New England Uh, Adam Banda, isn't that good? New England Highway, I think it's terrific. So are you sleeping when you're on the road? Are you sleeping? You're sleeping well? One of the things that Alan Graham suggested we do is, obviously, some of these are pretty obvious, select a quiet location. Now, that's a good idea. Select a quiet location, because when you're caravanning, you've got to stop at maybe uh, caravan parks or designated camping areas, and you're going to spend the night. And and sometimes there's a lot of chaos, there's some noises, there's some chatter, and, and you struggle maybe to get that perfect night's sleep. So you know, do your research on a suitable caravan park location or a location where you can just park your van, somewhere where you think it's going to be quiet and you get that beautiful sleep. So parking near a nature site that's got running water or a green forest, uh, then that should help you with the natural rhythms such as the you know the flow of running water or the birds singing and and that maybe can help put you to sleep and then you've got to choose how you're going to sleep so you've got to follow your routine because just because you're staying away from home it doesn't mean that you've got to turn your habits upside down you're in a new place and you've got your body will take time to adjust and that's why you've got to find yourself maybe in the first couple of days you might find yourself unable to sleep Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you're just so relaxed because you're on holidays and you're away from it all that you can just nod off and that's that's a beautiful thing to do. But the thing they suggest is to avoid sitting up at all hours and, and to try and keep your home routine going even when you're on a trip. For example, if before going to bed you, you brush your teeth, then still do that. If you enjoy a, a warm cup of milk, then still do that. If you enjoy taking a shower and you've got the water available, then do that. So if you follow your normal routine, then your body should very quickly get back into its old routine, which is its new routine, and you should get that better night's sleep. So uh, if, like some people, uh, going to bed uh, involves watching television beforehand or playing with your laptop or your iPad or whatever or listening to music, then it's suggested that you should switch your technology off about an hour uh, to an hour and a half before it's sleep time because the 
your, your body gets a little bit agitated and a little bit distracted, if you will, from the music or the, or the device or the movie you're watching or whatever, it may be you're not as calm as you need to be just to go to sleep. So then your bed, now your bed and your caravan, oh, that's so important, isn't it, your bed? So one of the things you can do, if you haven't got a good quality mattress, is maybe consider getting a good quality mattress. And if you can't do that, then try and get one of those those mattress toppers that give you a, a, an extra bit of comfort, an extra bit of thickness, whatever it be. Good pillows are good. Blankets are good. So if you've got good pillows at home, uh, then bring them with you. Bring your home pillows with you. You don't have to use the pillows that came with your caravan because they came with the caravan. You know, bring your pillows from home. If that's your comfy pillow and you've got your favourite blanket and all the things and and if it's summer then maybe you just open your windows up or turn the air conditioning on if you've got power and all the things like that only if you've got 240 volt (laughs) don't turn your air conditioning on if you've got a generator because you'll wake everybody else up who's who's around you if you're in free camping or whatever (laughs) caravan park that you didn't get a powered site but if you're sleeping, if, you, if you're used to sleeping with the, the lights on and sounds and various things, and that, that's going to be fine. You know, you're you're going to have a good time. You're going to have a good time. But what you eat and what you drink can influence your ability to sleep during the night. And, and sometimes when you're on the road, your diet, <laughs> your diet does go downhill. Sometimes, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Because we come... Yeah, we fill up with fuel and you walk in there and you see the lollies and you take all of that. Maybe you're putting too much alcohol or too much sugar or too much coffee or uh, too much caffeine, whatever it be, so that your your sleep is just out. <laughs> that's, that's something you've got to be aware of, I reckon. So if you try, then that should be one of the good things that you can do. Now, one of the other things you can do is to try and have an insect-free time. And and again, that's, that's what they tell us, because you can have ants and cockroaches and flies and spiders and bedbugs and snails and rodents and rats and wasps and lizards and all of those things so what you've got to do is one of the things to help is to keep your caravan hygienic if you will so do a thorough clean it's recommended every three months so do a thorough clean to be a big spring clean every three months so you go through and if you see a trail of ants then get rid of them immediately and try to find out where they're headed because the more you delay the more likelihood those ants will have a big party, and <laughs> your caravan's where they're going to be, and they'll head towards your food, and then, oh, it's nasty. So to, to avoid annoying insects uh, from getting into your food, you've got to seal it carefully, of course, in a container or maybe plastic wrap or whatever. And once you've finished eating, dispose of your leftovers sooner rather than later because sugar beverages, well, they can, they're like a little magnet to bugs. <laughs> so rinse your bottles and rinse your cans and all the things. So don't waste the water but at least rinse them so that you've, you know, you've got rid of that sugary substance away and, and you're not going to attract them. And when you're on the move, bearing in mind that, that stored food can move around, so you know, you've got to prevent those food spills and maybe you can use some bungee cords to keep some, um, some food tight in your fridge so it's not rocking and rolling around in your fridge and little bits of spills going here and there. So maybe a bungee cord or maybe you just pack your fridge better, whatever it be. And there's one thing that insects don't like, and that's insect repellent, because some insect repellents are just excellent at preventing nasty stings and bites. And and if you use them with the manufacturer's instruction, then you might just have a much better time, and especially with the kids. So if if you think that spraying an insect repellent might be hazardous to your kids or your pets, then when you're going out of a morning, if you're going out, 
then you can have your little spray then when everybody's out of the van. And then when you come back in the afternoon or the evening or whatever, your caravan should be, should be free of bugs. I think that's a clever little hint. And, and uh, uh, there's electronic insect repellents that you can get as well. They've, they're now pretty easy to find. I, I bought one, which is a little solar one with a little purple light. And um, it seems to do the job. I'm, uh, you know, it's not the world's best. I've got the big 240-volt one, so that's terrific. So if, you, if you're in a caravan park, yes, I can use that. But the other one is this little baby one. But it's just, it's, a, it's something... Because one of the things that you can use, though, is is the coils. You know, if you've got the, the coils for the mozzies, they 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 don't like the smell of those. So, and candles like peppermint or lemongrass, it's alleged that they effectively get rid of flies. So that might be a good thing. And burning sage in the evening's excellent. They reckon to clear bugs off your caravan. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Some kitchen spices. Cinnamon. Cinnamon, they reckon, is has been proved as a powerful agent against lizards and mosquitoes and ants and flies. And uh, you can use it as a cinnamon stick or as a cinnamon powder. And it, it, you can keep your caravan vents closed because if you do that, um, that might help. But it also can lead to condensation. So to solve that problem, you can use fine mesh as a cover. It just helps to prevent the pests getting in, especially mosquitoes, from getting inside. But maybe if you've already got vents, you've already got the fly screens anyway, but then it's the midge-proof screen that you might want to consider getting. And, and you can have those spray bug repellents on the mesh as well. That might be a good thing. Water leaks and spills in the wet season, well, that can make dampness really bad. So a, a caravan that, that's wet will just attract unwanted guests so if it's one if, if you've got a caravan and you're constantly experiencing dampness then use a dehumidifier or, or even those things that you buy out of your hardware shop that are, are a, de, a dehumidifier they're not a plug-in they just take moisture out and they're a good thing to have and that will help remove mold as well so there's some things for you i, I reckon there's some really good little clues so what about See, we've got some really good little clues. We have a really good little song now, and it's the Australia Day weekend. My name's Scott Gibbons. This show is called On the Road, and I reckon we're going to go to The Wild Colonial Boy. This is sung to you by John Kane, The Wild Colonial Boy. You probably haven't heard this for some time. Oh, I think you're going to enjoy it. You'll be, you'll be tapping away. I reckon you will be. Okay, it's Scott Gibbons. This show is On the Road. If you want more of On the Road, go onto our website, which is ontheroadmedia.com.au, ontheroadmedia.com.au. And, of course, we're on Spotify, On The Road Media. And, of course, we're, if you want to go onto those podcasts, you just find them and they, they are there for you. But importantly, I've got to apologise for you. We had a technical glitch and last week's show didn't go on podcast. It will be this week, so we'll have that fixed up for you. But we did have a little techie problem. But the show went to air and everything was fine. We just didn't get it on the podcast for you. But it will be there that was show 70. This is show 71. Here's the wild colonial boy, John Kane. Good on ya. Was a wild colonial boy, Jack Doolan was his name. Of poor but honest parents, he was born in Castle Maine. He was his father's only hope, his mother's pride and joy. And dearly did his parents love the wild colonial boy. So come away, me hearties, we'll roam the mountains high. Together 
we will plunder and together we will die. We'll scour along the valleys and we'll gallop all the plains and scorn to live in slavery bound down by iron chains. At the age of 16 years he left his native home and to Australia's sunny shores a bushranger did roam. They put him in the iron gang in the government employ But never an iron on earth could hold the wild colonial boy So come away me hearties, we'll roam the mountains high Together we will plunder and together we will die We'll scour along the valleys and we'll gallop all the plains And scorn to live in slavery bound down by iron chains In 61 this daring youth commenced his wild career With a heart that knew no danger and no foemen did he fear He stuck up the Beechworth mail coach and he robbed Judge McAvoy Who trembling cold gave up his gold to the wild colonial boy He bade the judge good morning and he told him to beware That he'd never rob a needy man or one who acted square but a judge who'd rob a mother of her one and only joy Sure he must be a worse outlaw than the wild colonial boy So come away me hearties, we'll roam the mountains high Together we will plunder and together we will die We'll scour along the valleys and we'll gather all the plains And scorn to live in slavery bound down by iron chains one day as Jack was riding the mountainside alone A listening to the little birds their happy laughing song Three mounted troopers came along Kelly Davis and Fitzroy With a warrant for the capture of the wild colonial boy Surrender now Jack Doolan for you see it's three to one Surrender in the Queen's own name you are a highwayman Belt and waved it like a toy. I'll fight but not surrender, cried the wild colonial boy. He fired at Trooper Kelly and brought him to the ground. And in return from Davis, received a mortal wound. All shattered through the jaws, he lay still firing at Fitzroy. And that's the way they captured him, the wild colonial boy. Ah, the wild colonial boy. Hey, I'm Scott Gibbons, and this show is on the road. Oh, it's so fabulous to have you with us. If you're a long-time listener, thank you so much. And if you're new to us, oh, welcome aboard. It's going to be terrific. Speaking of terrific, we've got some our food to talk to you about that you can find in various places all over. So escape.com.au did this beautiful thing, and they went around and they found some of what they consider to be the top food around the place. And Sydney Rock Oysters at Tartra. Tartra, down on the south coast, and they say it's like the, the taste is like jumping in a lake. Uh, so <laughs> you get a, a crunchy creaminess. If you're into oysters, it, it becomes a sweetness on your palate, and then it has that famous lingering aftertaste. So you could go to Rockpool, which is a famous restaurant, or Ben Long, which is an equally famous restaurant, and you can try them there, or 
you can just go straight down to tart. Now, if you've got a pencil handy, get a pencil, piece of chalk, I'll borrow whatever you've got, because I'm going to give you some various websites. So you can you can check out these places if you'd like to. So it's Tathra, T-A-T-H-R-A, oysters. Tathraoysters.com.au and you can go down there and you can enjoy those at the source. Now, another one they had was Compressed Martin's Orchard Stone Fruit. So it's from Cupid's Estate. Now, not, not Cupid as in as in Valentine's Day, which is coming up, by the way. Get ready for that. But this is Cupid's, C-U-P-I-T-T, apostrophe S. C-U-P-I-T-T, apostrophe S. It's Cupid's Estate. Now, what you've got is smoke feta and pickles and garden leaves. And this is an Ulladulla, again, on the south coast of New South Wales. Oh, this is pretty. So it says it's it's a beautiful looking salad. So you're near Ulladulla and you've got the smoked feta and and there's and that comes from an on site on site from Marjorie. That's fabulous. And then it's smoked using oh, this is where it gets really good. It's smoked using wood chips from the wineries used wine barrels. Is that good? Is that that's the ultimate in recycling, I reckon. So the garden leaves, the golden zucchini, the carrots and the flowers are all harvested from the garden, which is just metres from the kitchen. And then the stone fruit comes from Martin's Orchard, which is just nearby. So you go to Cupid, C-U-P for Peter, I-double-T for Tom, dot com dot A-U. C-U-P-I-double-T dot com dot A-U. And you can check that out. And then there's spring chicken at the Paperbark Camp, Jarvis Bay. Again, that's south of New South Wales, south of Sydney in New South Wales. So at the heart of Paperbark Camp, it's it's a luxury bush retreat at Jarvis Bay. And the Gunya, which means meeting places where you'll find the food and the bush tucker and the multicultural influences. And they all combine to make some stunning dishes such as spring chicken stuffed with weeping grass and rock lava and then chickpea and miso and charred asparagus and chicken juices. Oh, and the, the chef is Sarah Knight's. That might be just terrific. So get your pencil. It's Paper Bark Camp. Paper Bark Camp, all one word, dot com dot au. And then you can do a forward slash the, T-H-E, hyphen gunya, G-U-N-Y-A-H. So paperbarkcamp.com.au forward slash the, T-H-E, hyphen gunya, G-U-N-Y-A-H. Oh, that might be good. Oh, yeah. And then there's the Flat White, which is the Clay Coffee Collective. That's at Jeringong, again, a little bit south of Sydney. Oh, lovely. It's a combination of a smooth Maverick coffee blend from Delano, and, and that's in Wollongong. And, and then you've got full cream milk from the South Coast Dairies, and that helps create the perfect Flat White in the dark, woody and welcoming Clay Coffee Collective in Jeringong. And if you like the mug, then you might be able to buy the mug because they're made by a local potter, Bridgeta Hamill. So, and her work is on sale there. So you can go to that one on facebook.com forward slash Clay, C-L-A-Y, Clay Coffee Collective. So facebook.com forward slash K, Clay, C-L-A-Y, Coffee Collective. Oh, that would be terrific. Do you reckon that'd be terrific? I reckon that'd be terrific. Nothing as good as a good coffee, is there? So then there's the Barata Caprese Salad. That's at the Art Bar in Kiama. Again, south of Sydney. And, and we'll head north in a little minute, but <laughs> just stay with me on this. But they say this dish is fast becoming a favourite amongst the tapas lovers 
who flocked to the art bar in Kayama for the food and the drinks and the exhibitions and the live music, and alongside the ripe summer tomatoes and the basil and the lemon-infused olive oil and the balsamic is, is a burrata cheese, and the outer shell is solid mozzarella, and the inside contains stracciatella and cream, and then when you tear it apart, it just oozes across the plate. <laughs> That's what the chief chef says, which is Bruce Ferguson. So the website for that one is Art Vark Kayama. So A-R-T, B for Bob, A-R-K-I-A-M-A. So Art Bark Kayama. So A-R-T-B-A-R-K-I-A-M-A dot com. Might be good there. That might be good. And then you've got the dry-aged duck breast. Now, this is in Subo in Newcastle, Newcastle, New South Wales. So it's small in size, but big, they say, on culinary creativity. So it's Newcastle's much-lauded Subo. It offers five-course tasting menus that change twice a season. It's got dry-aged duck breast seasoned with salt and pan-roasted and served medium-rare. And it's painted with rhubarb and sherry vinegar syrup, and it features a caramel stock and barbecued celeriac. So that's subo, S-U-B-O dot com dot A-U, subo, S-U-B-O dot com dot A-U. And then, oh, this would be good, this would be good, <laughs> well, if you like raw fish. It's called Raw Fish Capaccio. It's in the Harvest Newry Bar. So sustainability, local produce, and a dash of North Coast cool, because we're going north now is on the menu at Harvest, Harvest in the Byron Hinterland. And it's uh, the village of Nuribar, N-E-W-R-Y-B-A-R. So you can try the raw fish capaccio with finger lime and kelp and ogonori seaweed and tiger milk, which uh, that's a South American dressing. It's a lovely summer dish, they say, because it's seasonal and fresh and super colourful. So you, you can go there to Harvest, H-A-R-V for Victor E-S-T, Harvest Nuribar, N-E-W. R-Y-B-A-R, N-E-W-R-Y-B-A-R dot com dot A-U. So that's harvestnuribar dot com dot A-U. And then you've got slow-cooked beef ribs. Oh, does that sound good? This is at the Spiced Inn Casuarina. So it's hot and sour. It's Thai street food. It's The inspiration was the Spiced Inn Casuarina, which presents its Asian-flavoured pack dishes, sophisticated style within the Balinese-inspired Tweed Coast Resort, so it's Oaks at Santai. Santai is S-A-N-T-A-I. It's slow cooked beef, um, slow cooked beef ribs with sticky tamarind and Asian salad. So the website for that one is Spice Den S-P-I-C-E Spice Den D-E-N dot com dot A-U forward slash Casuarina C-A-S-U-A-R-I-N-A. Now, if any of these sites, if you want to go to them, and I've gone too quick, don't worry, because they will go on the podcast, so you'll be able to get back on the podcast, just go on to ontheroadmedia.com.au, navigate to podcast, you'll be able to play it again, this one is show 71, so you'll be able to find it nice and easy, so that was spiceden.com.au forward slash casuarina, so I reckon that might be good, I'll give you one more, we'll make this number 10, eh, market fish, the shelter at Lennox Head, so just across the road from the surf at Lennox Head, Shelter offers laid-back style and friendly staff and a focus on ethical, seasonal produce sourced from local groves. Isn't that important? Sourced from local groves. I think that's so important. So you've got beautiful fillet, at local snapper sometimes. It's served with a miso-braised leek and a squid ink sauce and sea succulents. So that's Shelter, S-H-E-L-T-E-R, Lennox, L-E-N-N-O-X, Shelter, Lennox, 
shelterlennox.com.au. Shelterlennox.com.au. I think that's terrific. Oh, and I reckon if you've eaten all of that, then you're going to say thank you. If you're going to say thank you, you might as well listen to Lionel Rose. Because Lionel Rose, do you remember Lionel Rose, world champion boxer, world champion boxer, just a brilliant, brilliant man. He just put Australia on the map. I remember seeing, I listened to him on the radio, fighting fighting Harada in Japan. And then it, I think it took two days before the footage got flown back to Australia so you could actually see the fight. But this is Lionel Rose. I thank you. I think you'll enjoy, if you haven't heard this before, it's such a gentle, gentle song. So you enjoy it. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Lionel Rose. Here we go. You enjoy. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. We are on the road. Oh, it's good being on the road with you. And when we come back, we're going to give you some Aussie product. And I think you'll enjoy the Aussie product today. It's going to be a beauty for you. Here's Lionel Rose. I thank you. a man, he must do the best he can To live his life and find his childhood dream I've had the good times and the bad But the biggest break I've had Was when I found that girl that thought of only me Thank you for your smile And the love that's in your eyes Thank you for the heart that's big and true Thank you for the many things you are My love, let me thank you for just being And put a few feet wrong And sometimes I feel I want to say Forget it But with my baby by my side I can swallow foolish pride And stand upright to fight another day Thank you for your smile that's in your eyes And thank you for a heart that's big and true Thank you for the many things you are For a heart that's big and true 
Uh, you Lionel Rose, I thank you. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? And I'll tell you who's going to thank you is donateblood.com.au. Now write that one down, donateblood.com.au, because that's the Australian Red Cross. That's their lifeblood sector. So if you've got blood running around in you and if you can donate it, and they'll tell you if you're eligible or not, that's one of the nicest things you can do because you can save genuinely. You can be... A hero. You can save somebody's life. So you can give blood, which is nice and easy, and blood's collected straight from you. Uh, they take nothing out of it. And after it's donated, they, they separate it into red blood cells and plasma and platelets in their labs. And if you're 18 to 75 years old and you weigh more than 50 kilograms and you're, you're relatively fit, then talk to them because they, they need your blood. And plasma, well, plasma is used for cancer and blood diseases and anemia and heart disease and stomach disease and kidney disease and well, childbirth operations and blood loss and trauma and burns and whatnot. So plasma, the last couple of times I've given plasma and I, oh, it's so easy. It's so easy. And then, of course, there's platelets. You can do that. And that takes about 15 minutes to donate and about 45 minutes for your appointment. And you can do that every 12 weeks. So there you go. There's something for you to do. We, we said that we were going to look after Australia this year, and that's what we're going to do. So donateblood.com.au. That's the Red Cross, Australian Red Cross. Makes a lot of sense to me. Aussie products. Aussie products, eh? We all love Aussie products. And again, we said, <coughs> pardon me, we said this year, we were going to give you an Aussie product a week, and that's what we're trying to do. So Barmer Hats. Now, have you heard of Barmer Hats? It's B-A-R-M-A-H. B-A-R-M-A-H. Barmer Hats. Now, they're Aussie. They're an Aussie company, and they're, and they're fabulous. So I've, I've gone through the website. Oh, what a good website it is, too. So you can find out all about them because what they do is they make Aussie hats. So they've got the original bush hat. They're proudly Australian-made. They're Australian-owned. They pride themselves on making the best quality products in the market, and they give you a fast delivery time. They've become market leaders, and their innovations have resulted in many competitive advances. So they've now got their own dedicated leather manufacturing factory in Melbourne, and Barmer Leather provides quality advantages such as a stunning and unique full leather, full-grain leather, uh, consistency of colour, every hat will be the same. And one of the things they've got, which you might be interested in, is is a hat that folds up. They've got a fold-up hat, so you can actually, you, you can have a proper hat, like a proper leather hat, and it folds up and you can take it travelling with you. So just brilliant. So if you want to find out more, you just go to Barmer, B-A-R-M-A-H, hats, H-A-T-S, so it's B-A-R-M-A-H-A-T-S, dot com, dot A-U. And I think... That's going to be fabulous for you. I think you, I think you're going to have a good time on that. Now, there's a couple of things when you when you're free camping. There's a couple of things that it's suggested might be good clues for when you're free camping because one of the things is 
as they say, it's hard to give up the creature comforts. But one of the things when you're free camping that you've got to be really, really camping or careful of is to make sure that you don't use too much water. So one of one, there's a couple of big hassles there, but one is running out of water, and and you and you need power. So two of the things are that you you do you conserve your water. So most of us, um, you leave the tap running. Some of us, not all of us, when you're dishwashing or you're brushing your teeth or whatever. But you've got to stop doing that because when you go free camping, you've got to try and use as little water as you can because you've got limited water. You've only got the tanks and maybe you've, you've brought some extra water with you, but that's all you've got. So onboard water conservation is a critical part of when you're free camping. So once you fill your fresh water tanks and you get situated, the last thing you want to do is to want to go and try and find some fresh water again. So the thing to do is to conserve the water you've got. So you turn those taps off when you're not using them. And that's, I mean, that's so simple to do. Uh, you barbecue more often because doing it outdoors means you're not having to clean up as much indoors. So that makes sense. You clean your dishes with minimal soap. You just use a spray bottle mixed with a few drops of dishwashing liquid in it. And then you spray those plates, and so that'll get the, the, the suds going, and then you can wipe it off. So that's clever. And then you get used to having what's termed a bird bath, and that's where you, you pre-moisten a body wipe. Uh, you might even use some dry shampoo. And, and so you use that in between shower days, and, and you know, shower as often as you want, but you're trying to uh, retain as much water as you can in your system. So there you go. And then, of course... You know, once you've, once you've wet yourself down, you turn your shower off so that you can lather up and do whatever you're going to do and then rinse off with the water again. You don't leave the shower running the whole time. So, And then that, that's one of the things that you can do. So the other thing, of course, is that you've got to be uh, looking after your battery. So you minimise the use of appliances and your toys that require the, the charging of your house battery. So, you know, you don't use your TV as much, you don't use your laptop as much, you don't use your lights as much. So you're trying to protect as much as you can, unless you've got a terrific solar system. If you've got a terrific solar setup and it's sunny weather and, you've, and you don't have shade on it, then that might be a good thing that you can do. So, you know, solar, it's becoming the big thing, becoming a big, big, big thing. Of, you know, if you haven't got it, Oh, it makes all the difference because it can just recharge your batteries all the way. And I think that's good. Now, here's something else that's good. And I need your help on this one. So take this down. This is an email address. It's for me. It's scott, S-C-O-T-T, at ontheroadmedia.com.au. Scott at ontheroadmedia.com.au. I've got a friend who wants to build a caravan park. Now, he's got a couple of acres. It's not on the beach or anything. It's in the bush. So it's a couple of acres that he's got. He can get more land if he needs it but he wants to build a new caravan park. So what features do you want in a caravan park? He doesn't want to charge a lot of money for the stayers that are there, but what features do you want? So if you've got the chance to build a new caravan park and you go to them all the time and you say, ah, what they should have done is, you let me know what they should have done. So send that to scott at ontheroadmedia.com.au and I think that would be terrific. So what about we kick it up now? We kick it up with the McClymonts. Oh, you're going to love this. This is really good. The McClymonts Aussie Groove. You ready to play Aussie music? It's called Kick It Up. Here we go. Are you ready to kick it up?
Hey, you're welcome back. It's Scott Gibbons. That was the McClymonts. And this show is called On The Road. And we're ready to hit the road. We're ready to get on there. You ready? I'm ready. Well, buckle up. Here we go. We're going to have four days on the Murray River Food Trail. It's the Murray River. It's a food bowl. It's just, it's just terrific because the Murray River is the longest river in Australia. In fact, it's the third longest navigable river in the world. That's after the Amazon and the Nile. So it just weaves its way through three states. You've got New South Wales and Victoria and South Australia and, and it's just got terrific scenery and charming country towns and unique experiences all over the place and it's just wonderful. But the stretch of the river running from Albury in New South Wales to Echuca in Victoria, well that forms part of the Murray Valley Food Bowl. It's one of the country's most productive agricultural areas where everything, everything from grains to olives and wine to whiskey it's just in plentiful supply. So you're going to take this four-day road trip. We're going to start and end in New South Wales in the border town of Albury. We're going to eat, drink and be merry. So from Albury to Moama, the drive time is about three hours. And you're going to begin your Murray Valley road trip in Albury, New South Wales. And from there, you're going to head straight to the town of Corowa. C-O-R-O-W-A, Corowa, about 45 minutes away. You're going to stop at the Corowa Whiskey and Chocolate. It's housed in the, oh, it's a beautiful heritage listed, the Corowa Flower Mill it was. It was built in the 1920s. And you can do a little chocolate and licorice tasting. And both of those are produced by the Juni Licorice and Chocolate Factory. And if you haven't been to the Juni Licorice and Chocolate Factory, you've missed it. Go and have a look at that. Oh, and have a taste too. And then you're going to get your tour of the distillery at the Coralwood Distilling Company. And then you might be able to get a little taste of some of their wares. And that would be good. And then you're going to continue on to Yarrawonga, which is about 45 minutes away. And you'll visit the Rich Glen Olive Estate. And that's where the folks there, well, they farm olives and they produce award-winning oils as well as gourmet foods and a huge range of beauty products. And you can have a coffee there maybe and something sweet on the veranda and you're going to see beautiful gardens and a collection of really <laughs> cheeky goats, if you will. Very cheeky, very cheeky. And then from there, day three, we're going to go to Moama and then Murray River and Lake Malawa and then you'll go via Echuca and Echuca. I'm telling you, oh, it's magic. So in the morning, you'll take a short drive through Moama over the Murray River. You'll arrive at Echuca. That's in Victoria. And it's just the most delightful, delightful place. You've got beautiful cafes. You've got shops. And, and then you've got the historic port area. And the port area of Echuca is just something out of a movie. And it was out of a movie, but it's out of a movie. It's just magic. And then you can get on board the 107-year-old paddle steamer Canberra and you can do a 30 minute cruise I hope it's still doing that and you'll go to Morrison's Riverview Winery and Restaurant and Brewery and oh the paddle steamers on there are lovely and then day four well it's Lake Mulwalla and you're going to go to Albury but Lake Mulwalla oh it is just it's eerie it's beautifully eerie you've got all these sunken tree trunks on on they're just submerged and and then Oh, I can't, you can't really explain it. You've got to see it. It is just sheer magic. But it's one of those camera moments. You've got to have your camera. Now, I've said you'll stay there a day. You might want to stay there a week because it is just that terrific. 
And then you're going to go to the Riverdeck Cafe in Albury's uh, Neural Park. And then that overlooks the Murray River. It's just a perfect spot for lunch. And you've got the Murray Art Museum in Albury. And Albury's just an amazing place. I've been to Albury so many times. I love it. And the club is a big, big, big club in Albury. And it's just magic. Fabulous, fabulous place. So you've, you've got... So many things to do. You can, you've can you got Spa Hotel if you want to stay there. You've got caravan parks, whatever you want to do. So if you're ready, hey, that's what we say. Get on the road. And that's what the show is all about. And if you want more of the show, you just go to ontheroadmedia.com.au, ontheroadmedia.com.au, and you'll find all the podcasts on there. And in the meantime, seeing it's Australia Day weekend show, what about Walsh and Matilda? Here's Slim Dusty. Here we go. LP, this is for you. Because I know you love this song and I know you've got friends that love this song. So here we go, LP. Walsing Matilda, Slim Dust. Once a jolly swagman camped by a billabong Under the shade of a coolabar tree He sang as he watched and waited till his billy boiled Come a waltzing Matilda with me Waltzing Matilda, waltzing Matilda You'll come a waltzing Matilda with me He sang as he watched and waited till his billy boiled You'll come a waltzing Matilda with me Down came a jumbuck to drink at the billabong Up jumped the swagman and grabbed him with glee He sang as he shoved that jumbuck in his tucker bag You'll come a-waltzing Matilda with me Waltzing Matilda, waltzing Matilda You'll come a-waltzing Matilda with me He sang as he shoved that jumbuck in his tucker bag You'll come a-waltzing Up rode the squatter, mounted on his thoroughbred Up rode the troopers, one, two, three With the jolly jumbuck that you got in your tucker bag You'll come a-waltzing Matilda with me Waltzing Matilda, waltzing Matilda You'll come a-waltzing Matilda with me With the jolly jumbuck that you got in your tucker bag Up jumped the swagman, sprang into the billabong You'll never take me alive, said he And his ghost may be heard As you pass by that billabong You'll come a-waltzing Matilda with me Waltzing Matilda, waltzing Matilda You'll come a-waltzing Matilda with me His ghost May be heard as you pass by that billabong. You'll come a waltzing Matilda with everybody. Waltzing Matilda, waltzing Matilda. You'll come a waltzing Matilda with me. His ghost may be heard as you pass by that billabong. You'll come a waltzing Matilda with me.
I'm a waltzing Matilda with me. Uh, thanks, Lynn, for that. That was just terrific. Now, <laughs> we're getting towards the end of the show again. Show number 71. We're getting towards the end of that one. Oh, sad. However, before we go, we've got to talk about Bundaberg. Because if you're going to go to Queensland, I reckon Queensland might be opening up again soon. It might just be opening up for us. And Bundaberg is just one of those places you've got to go to because it's the Australia Day show, uh, or Australia Day weekend show, that we're talking about everything Aussie, as we always do. But the Bundaberg Rum Distillery is something, if you have haven't been to do that tour you should do that tour it's terrific it really is a terrific tour and the history they've got and the story they've got is just fabulous it's, it's i mean it really is fabulous you've got to go so all their ingredients are locally sourced uh, when they say their rum is homegrown they really mean it they pride themselves on sourcing all the ingredients that make the iconic rum locally and and they believe the secret is the rich bold taste of the local ingredients that makes their rum so famous. And yes, it's won awards, it's terrific. So it it all started with rich red volcanic soil and, and that's part of the Bundaberg area. And the soil's the foundation for growing some of the finest sugarcane in the world, which is the key raw material when it comes to making rum. And the Bundaberg sugar plant, where they do it, they, they then process the cane at the sugar mill, which is next door to the distillery, and they produce four Olympic swimming pools of molasses a year. <laughs> Could you imagine trying to swim through that? Four Olympic swimming pools of molasses a year. And from there, they add the yeast and the water to ferment it, and they distill the liquid and they mature the rum for a minimum of two years before they consider it ready for you. So if you want to go there, oh, Bundaberg, just fabulous up in Queensland. They've been doing that since 1888. And, of course, you had the Rum Rebellion where Sydney started off and so rum, when they decided to do that, well, <laughs> I think we already had the taste for it. So if you're going to have a Bundy, that's what you do. You have a, you don't have a rum, you have a Bundy. That's what you do. So if you're ready, uh, we're about to say goodbye. But before we do, I've got to say thank you to you. Thank you for making the show number 71. Oh, you're so terrific to me. Thanks for sharing the show around and telling so many other people to listen in because we really do enjoy it. And John Williamson's going to sing for us now. And I think the song he's going to sing... Is home among the gum trees because we all love Australia, don't we? And aren't we lucky to be here? So he's home among the gum trees, John Williamson. Hey, I'm Scott Gibbons. And if you know anybody that, that can give you any information about what you want in a caravan park, do send me an email, scott at ontheroadmedia.com.au. Send me that information. I'll pass it on. And maybe together we'll get ourselves a really terrific caravan park. You never know. I'll keep you in the loop. John Williamson, home amongst the gum trees. I'm Scott Gibbons. Hey, thanks for listening. And I'll see you. On the road. I've been around the world a couple of times and maybe more. Seen the sights, I've had delights on every foreign shore. But when my mates all ask me the place that I had all, I tell them right away. What do we tell them? Give me a home among the gum trees. With lots of plum trees A sheep, a two, a kangaroo A clothesline out the back Veranda out the front And an old rocking chair You can see me in the kitchen Cooking up a roast Or Vegemite on toast Just you and me a cup of tea Later on we'll settle down And go out on the porch And watch the possums play 
Give me a home among the gum trees With lots of plum trees A sheep, a tuic, a kangaroo A clothesline out the back Veranda out the front And an old rocking chair There's a Safeways up the corner And a Woolies down the street And a brand new place they've opened up But they regulate the heat But I trade them all tomorrow For a little bush retreat With a Corcovara's call Give me a home among the gum trees With lots of plum trees A sheep, a tuic, a kangaroo A clothesline out the back Veranda out the front And an old rocking chair Up we go Some people like their houses With fences all around Others live in mansions And some beneath the ground But me, I like the bush, you know With rabbits running round And a pumpkin vine out the back This is your turn Give me a home among the gum trees With lots of plum trees A sheep, a tuic, a kangaroo A clothesline out the back Veranda out the front And an old rocking chair <laughs> Give me a home among the gum trees With lots of plum trees A sheep, a tuic, a kangaroo A clothesline out the back Veranda out the front 